Thank you, Paperboy. Paper, you know Paper's yeah. around, yeah? All right, so Paperboy Prince. Yeah, definitely a big inspiration, man. Um, definitely have, you you know, you earn respect. Yeah, you, you had to fight for it, and you fucking did it, man. Thank you. Um, so the thing is that, uh, tell me a little about your relevant experience and core competencies. Um, well, first off, I want to say thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> Paper, yeah, it's our time. One love. I'm so happy to be here. I'm rocking some of my Paperboy Prince merch, as you see today, yeah, live on the show. I'm going to be rocking that, too, in a hot minute. Believe that, yeah? Dope. Hey, hey, you already know you got the swag. I'm rocking the Paperboy Prince merch. I'm excited. I'm also um, just dropped a song, which I'll let you know about, which I, I will talk about some more, called Not a Campaign, on my Spotify and on all platforms. And I'm super, super excited um, to be running for Congress in every single congressional district in New York City and some ones outside of the city as well, and uh, also running for governor of New York State. And there's a lot to talk about with that, so I'm super happy to be here and yeah. uh, be rocking with you. What up, man? I'm about to like this up. By the way, uh, before we head into the interview, I want to... You got a website. How can people volunteer for your campaign? I just want people to know because honestly, I'm doing that shit right now. The petition season is on. It's active now, right? Where can people, uh, you got the website, just drop that right quick so people can volunteer. Yes, so paperboyprince.com. If you go to paperboyprince.com and hit volunteer, you can sign up there. And I'm actually going to send out an email today. I don't send out many emails often, but doing that today and super happy to, to just be able to work with uh, new people and solve these problems. So petitioning is on us. It's like one of the most important parts. So if you can tap in, uh, volunteer with us ASAP. Mm -hmm. So back to the, um, so the thing is that right running in every district, right? That's a super big challenge right yes. now, but now people might think that you, you know, whatever, but you have a lot of experience here. Let's hear about your relevant experience, uh, in terms of running campaigns. And stuff. Yes. So, um, I'm going to just casually just take off my and on my Paperboy Prince beanie throughout this interview, by the way. Uh, right, and this down. and shout out to you. This is one of the first interviews I've ever done in my merch. So I'm super. I'm also, I'm also smoking this one because the first event that I ever went to was Legal Weed. And this dude was giving out free weed, like ounces of it, right? Yeah? Yes. Paperboy Prince, yeah? Yes. Yo, he's a fucking man. He got a lot of exotics coming out. Yo, this is not, not just on that, right? He's also on the, um, he's very enterprising. You're going to... You're going to hear a lot. Do not underestimate me. But he's Thank a you. I, yes, so. I appreciate that. Yes, we we did a groundbreaking event with our cannabis uh, smoke out. Never before done in a political realm. The and first one in the history of New York City, bro. You're making history, motherfucker. And, 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 you're making history. I didn't say it, right? You're, you're making history, man. The first it's in amazing. the history of New York City. We smoked out City Hall and we've smoked out several other parks now and all across the city. Um, as far as my, you know, background with running campaigns, well, I ran for Congress in 2020 and I started that campaign in 2019 officially, but, you know, was doing a lot of work in 2018. You mentioned with the Yang campaign, Yang campaign. And before that, I was doing a bunch of work as a community organizer in my neighborhood, uh, throwing a lot of events uh, where at those events, whether it was plays, I did a play called The Trap Musical, I did the shows and also street performances where I used those as chance to talk about um, the future of our community and you know policies that we wanted to implement for folks, as well as registering people to vote, right? And knowing that uh, a large part of the voting block is when I ran for mayor this in 2021, the average age of a voter was uh, between 70 and 80, right? Uh, that was the average, Ancient. that's the average age of a voter. So um, in the city election, so a lot of young people don't vote. So I was using my uh, shows to help get folks out to vote. And um, not saying that voting solves everything, but saying like, yo, it's one day out of the year. It's super easy to do. You just go in, you click a couple buttons and it's not that easy actually, because if you're doing your job and doing your research, you're, you're doing it other days out of the year as well. But, you know, at the bare minimum, you can go this one day and make a decision. So getting folks involved in that way and understand, helping them understand their power is a big part of what 
I'm doing and kind of one of my strongest suits that I use is that, you know, I try to not talk about all of my accomplishments so much to let remind folks of how much of a regular person I am, that I'm an actual community member, that I'm an actual resident, citizen, uh, New Yorker, American that's running for office. You know, not some elite, not somebody who was placed here, not somebody who was groomed by political elite, not somebody who was groomed by the bankers, not somebody who was from the popular crowd, you know, somebody who was fed up with what was going on and decided to take a stand and then started with their friends and then uh, got with their neighbors and then got with other folks and then started working with more and more folks around the city to actually help to solve these problems. So that's who I am. That's like my background. Getting more specific, I mentioned I ran for I helped a lot with the Yang presidential campaign and uh, using new media to connect with new audiences as far as my songs, my music, um, and some of my internet v videos and memes and performances and events that went viral in many ways. Um, and kind of like while Yang was like a unknown candidate, did a lot to champion that and then eventually was a delegate for that campaign. Uh, I ran for Congress in 2020 and, uh, you know, kind of as a relatively unknown candidate in politics, we got over uh, 16,000 votes in that primary. Uh, the official numbers they quote as 14,000, but there was a lot of discrepancy that happened because of the, uh, what are these called, the mail-in votes. Uh, so they threw away thousands of our votes, and there's a, a lot more I can talk about on that about the issues and corruption uh, in the voting process, but we did really well. We got 20% against a 28-year, now 30-year incumbent uh, in New York's 7th Congressional District. With And the, the kicker, and I kind of buried the lead, the kicker is we did it all with $20. We did it all with $20. So, you know, people a lot of times talk about getting money out of politics, they talk about getting big money out of politics, but we literally did that and showed that uh, we put our money where our mouth is. You know, I, I put my own campaign on the line and didn't fundraise. I focused on the people. We focused on protesting. We focused on mutual aid. Then we came back uh, in 2021 and we ran one of the, the first uh, campaign as a non-binary person uh, for, for mayor of New York City and one of the most revolutionary campaigns of any large city in America. And, uh, you know, it was kind of something for me that was really eye-opening for a lot of people because they felt like they had choice. A lot of times when you go to the ballot, you don't feel like you have choice. You have all of these people that don't know what your lifestyle is like or, or don't seem like real people. I mean, everyone else that I ran against were self proclaimed millionaires, right? And I'm a self-proclaimed millionaire in love. I'm a millionaire in love, a billionaire in love, but in the bank, uh, very soon I will be in the bank too. So, and we're gonna use that to help give back to the community and help uh, other people reach their financial goals. But as of speaking right now, I'm you know, a person that's living, that uh, is doing their best to you know, make it happen and really coming from an average middle-class uh, background, right? So trying to help uh, as many folks as possible that can like relate to that, that can understand that. So that's my background. So we did Congress, we ran for mayor, and now we have this campaign. And then before that, just speaking politically, you know, I did a bunch of work uh, in high school and in college as an intern for several representatives in Congress and, and a bunch of these types of uh, programs on the Hill. Uh, so you've been interested in politics from like for a long time, actually. Yes, yes. So I did that. And then I also worked at the Supreme Court as well as a Before Marshall you say anything, I just want to just mention right now that the thing is that he's talking about his campaign experience, but you hear he's breaking numbers, 20%. It's amazing, right? But also he's doing parties, communion events. He's also doing freaking uh, food giveaways. He's doing, you know, um, helping the community in real ways, right? Like meeting on, on like, you know, challenging some vital issues, showing up, turning out, yo, this guy is just, you, you, you just can't cover it in like 
it's just one pass. So he's just that deep of a um, of a candidate. So if he wasn't that, I wouldn't be working on his campaign straight up. Yeah. So thank props you. to you, man. I know you're saying some real things right now, but there's just there's just no time to cover the whole fucking thing. Bro. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep going, man. Yeah. Keep I going. know. So I'm, I, I'm impressed. I'm just, you know, since this is a long form platform, I was, you know, going into some of that a little bit, but you know, uh, yeah. So you work with the Supreme Court, or you were you're t- talking about that? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I worked with the Supreme Court uh, on the Supreme Court uh, as a marshal's intern uh, for a few uh, for a few sessions um, while I was living in the D.C. area as well. So you know, really making the most of every opportunity and learning and kind of learning from just a fly on the wall perspective and and using that not as a political elite or pundit, but more so as a activist and as a disruptor. You linked up with my man, Theo Chino, who's activist of the year on my channel, just so you know. (laughs) Oh, dope. Um, And that means you definitely on the outside. You definitely, right? Yeah, you definitely... You're working all the angles, though. Honestly, I've been in a lot of events. They'll be like, yo, we need to liven this up, and you don't know about it, but they'll be like, yo, let's call Paperboy Prince. Like, that's, yo, a lot of events I've been at, yo, people been like, yo, we need to make this shit live. Yo, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Paperboy, yo, a lot of people say that. Just so you probably already know that. I don't know if you hear that, but I'm telling you right now, behind the scenes, a lot of people just say that right off the bat. Thank you. I, I appreciate you, man. I, that's going to make me put the beanie on. I'm putting my Paperboy Prince beanie back on <laughs> right from up, the Paper merch Boy store. Prince, represent. And you know what? That one, that's why the the booking fee honestly has go up, gone up. And you know, I even told you I don't even really do interviews really for free. I'm doing this with you because you're a uh, uh, somebody who's a supporter, and I support what your channel, you know, does. And uh, I do support, uh, you know, independent journalism. I, I love that because there's a lot of that has dropped off um, with the internet. You know, a lot has happened, but a lot has dropped off, and like. You're somebody who's like dedicating a lot to that. So I appreciate that. But I appreciate you also saying that because, uh, you know, sometimes folks want me to do certain things. And I'm like, look, I got to look out for myself and my community. Then I got to look out. You're doing so much. I don't know how the, how you do it all. I really have no idea, man. I'm. You have a team with you, too. You have a lot of people believing you. You know, it's strong, man. You're strong. We do. It's a lot stronger than you might think. Yeah. You see this guy, you might think something. Yo, he's got it. He got an army. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, you know, that's why we, uh, that's why when it's time to perform, we really go all in. And I do get a lot of requests as far as for like nonprofit events and political events and because they know we have a unique perspective on how to get people excited about this stuff. And I try to do as much as I can for charity, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, I, you know, it's not. I'm definitely not free. I'm definitely not free, and then it's also not cheap to to do what we do. So your quality, yeah. man. Either way, you have high value, and that's definitely you can't argue that. Thank you. One I, thing I've always wondered, though, I'd be God's proof is what's the game? What's the game? Tell me a story, because that's part of your thing, right? Yeah, pay for yeah. I know that. Yeah, right? <laughs> pay for yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So, so, so the, game the game boy, boy and you see, I got a couple chains on here. I used to wear a bunch of uh, more chains. But I've kind of like chilled out, um, <clears throat> and, you know, and um, today's Sunday, we're chilling back. So, of course, I'm rocking the, the Paperboy Prince Love Gallery merch. But the as far as the Game Boy, <clears throat> and I have some T-shirts with that on it, it came because it's one of my first things that I had to work for as a Paperboy. See, I yeah. was uh, had a Game Boy, and I took it to church. I got it for Christmas. I took it to church the Sunday after Christmas, and somebody stole it. My parents told me not to take it to church, but I wanted to. And somebody stole it from my jacket at church. And I had to work for that. Uh, I had to become a paper boy to work for that. Uh So I became, you know, that kind of became later on, like something that was just like this kind of moniker that went with it. And, you know, and then I made the chain out of it. And I used to make a bunch of chains I made a, a bunch of necklaces and chains, and now, you know, the, the Game Boy is one of the most iconic ones. It's been in Vogue. <clears throat> it's I mean, it's been in Vogue, New York Times, uh, The Guardian, uh, Fox News, NBC, ABC, every, every thing, you know, which is like a cool 
and you've seen it first. A lot of people have tried to copy it, and I've seen that. But, you know, it's all good be, because you've seen it here first. Yeah, <laughs> I for it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to have your, you know, your, your, your trademarks, you know what I mean? Like the things that represent you. People know where really that's best that guy. Exactly. Now, and, I I have, and I got it tatted, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah I've seen that, too. So I knew it was a thing for you. I knew it was something that was supposed You got it on top of your heart right there, you know what I mean? So I knew it was something that was real personal for you. So I, I want to know what that's about because I am a fan. What up? Uh, yo, pass my other, uh, my, another uh, group that I found follow passage. I mean, yo, I'm down with these guys. They say you got too many artists, not enough fans. Hey, I'll be, I'll be a fan, no problem, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, so you real one, and I appreciate your music too. Political music, real rap music, why not? You know I, I pay for yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Spe speaking of We're that, clean for the kids today. Yeah, we got a lot of kids that's watching. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Speaking of the music, I really love this song. I just released not a campaign because it's just like. One of the only songs I have where I talk about campaigning in a real way through rap. Um, uh, 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 we're gonna drop it right now. Alright, Billy's gonna play at that point. I'll cut it in, okay? Oh, you're gonna play? Yeah. Okay, dope, dope. So, so, okay, now we'll cut back into the interview. Okay. okay. Oh, shit, that was a dope video, man. <laughs> I love that shit, man. So, uh, you don't. Right, tell me more about that. Wow, man, yo, that was a crazy video. Go ahead. So, uh, tell us a little bit about it. So thank you. So yeah, that's just the that track. That so much fun, man. That looked like so much fun. <laughs> Yo, you're hilarious, man. That was actually just the track. So I just dropped the track, but the video's coming soon too. So you're just oh. you're manifesting the video. So I appreciate that. I didn't even keep, know. Listen, all right, keep go. all of that in. Keep all of that in, cause I oh, want them. Yeah? To, I keep... No, because I'm fake as shit. Hell no, I can't, do that, I can't let people know. I'm faking on the shit now. Hell, I'm well, sorry, man. I love you, man. I can't do that. I can't. All right, perfect. Are you recording? But, Please don't put that up. Oh my god. Well, I'm already yeah. recording it and it's staying in and just because that's mm, that, sh that, that yeah. shows you being real, but I'm also showing yeah. I'm want... looking out for you. That's what it Thank is. Thank you. Yeah. And the, the... I was gonna play. I was gonna play. You I thought were... it was a video, it was gonna play. And I know okay. that okay. if it wasn't dope, you would have definitely you're the type that would have definitely I support you, man. No, if yeah. it wasn't dope though, you would have cut it out and you would would have cut out the part where you're like, oh that's dope. So Oh yeah, you got everybody knows me, I'm ruthless. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all good. <laughs> And um, but the yeah. song is like it's I'm the reason I keep bringing it up is not to shamelessly promote, but it's to like talk about the real stuff that I talk about in the song that like I believe in you kind of like goes over people's heads. And, you know, when I talk about it, it's like I'm really speaking on, you know, as you start to campaign, and as you start to put yourself out there in politics or be an activist or whatever, people forget about you as a person and they focus and they want to just sometimes bring you down, sometimes lift you up and not look at you as a person and be like, okay, this is a person and understanding that. And I feel like the more that we do that, not just in politics, but in everything, whether it's people that were incarcerated, whether it's people that we want to cancel, whether it's people that are doing good things, celebrities, whether it is our teachers, our neighbors, once we understand folks as people and on a human level, and with humanity, you know, in a real way, not in a uh, just a branded way, but in as a realest way possible, I think that we can actually break through and come together as a community with love, which that's one of my main messages is love. You know, you've uh, hit so many milestones. It's amazing. A lot of candidates can't really, you know, talk about any, a lot of them are like theoreticians and stuff. I appreciate that book learning is worth something, right? Uh, that's earned knowledge, but working knowledge. Definitely. There's, there's layers to this, you know what I mean? And they are much more robust, I think. Definitely. You know, with actual experience in the in the tank, you have, you run multiple times. If anybody's got shots, you, you're running multiple. So out of all the accomplishments that you have, which are significant, right? We've already talked about so many of the milestones. Do you yeah. have a favorite? Which one out of all the, which one's relative to your running for these House of Representatives, right? Which one of the, um, which accomplishment are you most proud of achieving? So something that I'm most proud of achieving is us reaching, uh, being able to feed, give back. It's about $3 million worth of free food to the community. You Hell know, yeah. when I first, Every week. you know, when I, and we've done that in a short time too. And that's, that's just through our food distributions. That's not including a lot of our, the work that we've done through our fridge network. I mean, literally, I have, I cried. I, I, I remember sitting and crying, thinking about wanting to have that opportunity one day to do that. And like saying, when I first started 
sitting at the same desk that I'm talking to you at. I was sitting here with my friend and I, I recounted it with her just the other day. Um, and I was like, man, I would love, to, what if we could just give out as much free food to people as possible? And like, what if that was possible? And I, I, I was just talking. I wasn't even, it wasn't like a meeting. It was just, a t I was just talking. And now that we're doing that, that floors me. And Look I- Look at how much this guy has done without the funding. If you give, if you put this guy in office, what do you think could happen? Exactly. I think it would be a game changer. Exactly. What do you think, right? Yeah? So that- you Really think about, think about that, right? Think about these other people with these big degrees and stuff and think about what they've really done and what this guy's really done. Hmm? Look at it, for real, okay? I, I hope you have some clips that I could share in here. Okay, there's a real freaking difference. So I'm, that was a great answer, man. Now I'm gonna, I have some political partners that I work with. Yes. And I like to put them first. So before I ask any of my questions, right, <laughs> I want to ask their questions first. Okay. So the first one is, Sounds good. you know Julian Assange? Yes, yes, I, I, I'm familiar. We support the freedom of Julian Assange. Yes, so <clears throat> I'm definitely, uh, because just for folks that are listening to this and are not aware, that's a name that's thrown around that they kind of make sound like a terrorist or something without, you know, and the media does this through some of their narratives. And one, one of the things that's important to do is contextualize and to break down people, who people are in the most objective way as possible. Um, and I recognize that. And that's something, again, bringing back this campaign, this song, not a campaign, is like, that's something that I talk about, you know, people categorize people and then you wear that banner and they don't actually give you a fair shake as far as your who you are and all you've done um but as far as i'm familiar with assange is is the headline is they are <clears throat> who created wikileaks which yeah. have exposed uh, a lot of different corporate documents as well as government documents that have been um kind of made public and many of those things have been deemed matters of national security uh, but a lot of them are it's not that simple to categorize them as that and it really begs for a, another conversation in which as far as Assange you know on my first campaign for Congress uh, and my mayoral campaign one of my main points was um, was getting to the bottom of conspiracy theories you know and mm -hmm. I felt like there's so many conspiracies that are important for uh, political candidates and as well as electeds to kind of be transparent about with the public because and I don't want to even throw Assange under conspiracy but I feel like Assange and conspiracy go hand in hand, so it's a good time to bring it up, um, is like getting to the bottom of the conspiracy theory so that there is more transparency between the government and the people. A perfect example of how this plays out in real time and will save lives is the uh, vaccine rollout. If we had more someone who went through and got to the bottom of conspiracies around vaccines pre-COVID, when COVID came around, we would have been able to use that information. We would have been able to use that as, oh, hey, um, hey, look, we already did this pre-COVID. Now, that might have made it look more sketchy to folks, right? That might have been something to make it look more sketchy. But if they did it in a real and transparent way, if they opened up the books, if they talk to people, if they talk to the vaccine makers, if they made it, it, transparency is super important. And I get it, when you're in power, there's a lot of reasons that you don't wanna do that. But um, that's, that to me is important. So as far as Assange, you know, I would love to have uh, as transparent as possible. And that's something that I feel like was WikiLeaks was kind of about, was about transparency. You know, it's like if the government was more transparent, we wouldn't need a WikiLeaks, you know, if, so, if, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's kind of what I have to say about that and things that kind of are around. So would that. you free him? <clears throat> I'm not familiar on where exactly he is right now. Is he okay, in right prison? Now, okay, I'll tell you where he is. So the thing is that he was, he's actually Australian, but he's 
charged in the United States, but he's actually in England. Okay. Now he's in a place called <laughs> Belmarsh Prison. Now he was. Now here's a funny thing, right? Yeah. Now they tried to extradite him <clears> to the United States several times. One, now one time they didn't extradite him, and guess what the reasoning was from the England? Why did England not extradite him to the U.S.? You want to know why? He was also in Ecuador for a while. The reason why our <laughs> ally England did not extradite him to the U.S. because they said U.S. prisons are too inhumane. Wow. That, wow. You know what I mean? What's up with that, right, yo? That's crazy, right? That's our ally saying this. That's how bad our prisons are. That's how bad, like, really, right? Yeah. So, wow. anyways, wow. anyways, so recently, the most recent ruling is that he is to be extradited, but he's still in Belmarsh, so he's going to be carted here probably real soon, or maybe he's already here. Well, so, I'm yeah, that was open. the last thing that I heard. Well, I'm open. I've been up through some drama. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm open to freeing him, and you've inspired me to put that on my platform i was actually i was like wow because when i talk to people so something else i do and i don't know if other candidates do this but i'm giving away free game here is as i talk to people and i think of things or things that i'm like oh yeah this is good i add it to my policy platform and to things that i'm hoping that we can research on um yeah so that. i'm literally in real time writing down uh oh, julian assange you so and you, you know um uh, on that point, another thing I'd say is Edward Snowden. Um, I'm someone who, I don't know if that was something you were going to ask, but Edward Snowden is super fascinating to me. Um, he also worked at my university. He worked at the University of Maryland, College wow. Park, which is where they, where they actually recruited him to become uh, a part of, I want to say, Whatever first agency, I don't want to say. Do people the, know where he stayed. Like, you know, like his dorm was or something. Did you so, pass by his old house? So he was the funny thing about Edward Snowden. He wasn't like a university student there. He couldn't even get oh, no. into that university. If you listen to him talk about it, he couldn't even get into Maryland. Um, but he just picked up a job there as working, oh. like like being like kind of like this cop like job. You know what I mean? Um, okay. and, and you know they kind of just need people for a lot of this, and it's a heavy. Uh, defense recruiting area. So that was just like a job for him and that he okay. rose up in. But he wasn't even at the university as a student. He was there like because they have a lot of defense programs there. Actually, my university cool. recruits some of the most FBI agents uh, in the country. So, wow. yeah. And I took a lot of criminal justice classes that I used to inform um, problems that there are with that system. So, but I was going to say about Edward Snowden that, you know, he's somebody that I consider uh, a, one of the most important modern activists. And if folks don't know about Edward Snowden, yeah, we're up. he's what somebody who that uh, kind of uncovered a lot of the phone tapping, a lot of the, how much data that the government is keeping on this, a lot of the ways that they're doing it. So... Edward Snowden for me is somebody who, and like black people don't kill me for this, but this is something that I've said before and I'll say again, I call Edward Snowden the white Martin Luther King because he's somebody who literally put his life on the line and exposed uh, the American government. He exposed uh, many foreign governments and showed how they are spying on citizens, how they're collecting massive data on citizens and how they've used government legislation, legislation passed by your congress members, your senators, to yeah. with very loose wording that is um, spying on us. And now we've got to a point where it's normalized, like because it seems so hard to fight against it. And the government yeah. has made it seem so hard to fight against it that now folks have kind of normalized this, um, these issues, right? Yeah. And they, they just have like, okay, I'll just live with it. And for me, I don't want that complacency uh, to, to exist. So I appreciate somebody like Snowden expo the reason, yeah. exposing. The only reason why I didn't mention Snowden is because Snowden is like, he's still like, he's not free, but he's still like able to talk and like, op you know, like, like breathe freely. But like Assange is like in a cage, you know what I mean? Like he's in solitary, like it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, come, like it's too much, you know what I mean? Like Snowden, I'm not happy about it. I wish he could be here with us. I think he's cool as hell. But at least he's like, I feel like it's not great, but it's acceptable, I guess. You get what I mean? Not, I'm not happy about it. 
No, I, I agree with you. He's a hero, though. Fool. No, no, definitely. And I, I just mentioned him. He lost his whole <clears> life. I mentioned him in tandem with Assange, but definitely, uh, yeah, like that's yeah, Snowden's cleaner. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah. And like, I support that type of like, I support that, you know, because who knows what the government is doing? They have all of this power. The military has all of this power. They have all of this. These computers. So anyway, I'm gonna let you ask more questions. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right. The second question is, do you support UBI? So I even have a song that goes, "All oh, we wanted that UBI. I got hope that's in my eye. Say for the people who are trying to switch sides, <laughs> I need something like in my life." All right. So I I actually forgot some of the lyrics, but UBI is super important to me. In fact, I even have some. Ha <laughs> paper, yeah, some prop paper, yeah, here to inspire people to remind them that we're fighting for a universal basic income. So when folks don't know what UBI means, that stands for a universal basic income, or what I like to call uh, your free money, just to get it in people's head. Now, is it really uh, free money? No, but is it? When we go to the event, though, he's gonna throw that in the air and him screaming, "He's giving out free money! He's giving out free money!" Yo, it's a good time. It's it, yo, it's the biggest thing. You gotta jump in it. It's a lot of fun. Come through with a lot. That's of true. I did that in times. A lot of fun. I, I did that in Times Square. I threw money in Times Square, and they were like, <laughs> "Union uh, Square, you've done it everywhere, man. City Hall. I've yo, done. You're rapid, man. You're everywhere." I've done it a lot, and and uh, yeah. So, but I definitely support UBI. I support right now as a recovery from the pandemic, a two thousand dollar a month universal basic basic yeah, yeah. income for make it happen, Kamala. <laughs> she, she asked for it, so come on now. <laughs> yeah, and and definitely for middle class Americans. I would love it for all Americans, um, and not means tested, but uh, definitely. Uh, at least for middle class Americans and below. But again, I would love it for all Americans. And when people say, hey, well, why are rich people getting more money? I'd say this, that listen, as taxpayers, they would be paying uh, into it uh, just like all of us would. So them and they would be paying a significant portion. So them getting that back makes sense, as well as when you look at how much money it costs to uh, enforce some of the means testing on these programs, yeah, it costs them a lot of money to do it. So it's yeah. almost easier just to to make it super accessible. And also, they'll keep fighting it. They can't get it. They'll keep fighting it. And that's a constant cost that you got to keep fighting. Yeah. Like, you know, what? yeah, we just end that. Yeah. You get it. Shut up. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. I'm with you. So that's something on that. But uh, yeah, so I do support uh, a basic income. Appreciate that. Yeah. One of the work groups that I work with is the disabilities. Yeah. And the thing is that right now, people with disabilities are allowed to be paid sub-minimum wage. Now, if they have less productivity, maybe federal subsidies or something like that, but would you support at least minimum wage for people with disabilities? Definitely. Uh, I First off, I want to say, as a segue from the UBI question, this is an importance of uh, basic income. There's many folks that are legally disabled, also folks that are um, may not be legally disabled or haven't gotten that their legal qualification as being disabled, but still aren't able to work. And something like a basic income would allow them to still have some money coming in, some funds coming in while they are disabled. So there's so many problems that arise with the minimum wage um, and, and things with that and even raising the minimum wage and all of that. So that's why I'm super passionate about a basic income. However, I definitely support uh, more job opportunities and accessibility for folks that are disabled, as well as uh, a uh, equal minimum wage uh, for them as well, uh, anywhere in the country that that does not exist. Appreciate that, man, it's real cool. So next, uh, I do work with another community that uh, faces a lot of discrimination, and that's the trans community. Let's talk about them for a second, okay? So the thing is that you take the trans community and then the thing is that they face a lot of discrimination in their lives, hard to find a job, whatever. And then you'll find out that like they'll end up like applying for public housing because, you know, they lost their job. They're poor now, destitute right now. Right. Let's suppose that we see 10, like I'm just making these numbers up. Let's suppose that we see 10% of the people applying for public housing are trans, self-identify as trans, right? That's its own issue right there. But we'll leave that alone. We'll just say 10% self-identify as trans, okay? 
But then we look inside the public housing, we see only 2% of the people who are actually in public housing are trans. Hmm, okay. So we ask those people what's up, and some of them say, you know, um, they got beat up by some guys, or people were doing bad things on their door or whatever, and they felt uncomfortable and they left. Okay. Now, there's no law saying you can discriminate against trans people, right? But the thing is that, you know, what can you do to, like, yeah, make sure that these people can access public resources, like, in a fair way? Yeah, so there is public acceptance and then there is um, actually legislation. And as far as public acceptance, you know, uh, I feel like New York is a more accepting place. But even in New York, there's a lot of issues with folks that are trans that aren't what they call passing, meaning that they, you know, seem like look are presenting as the gender uh you guys know what passing means so i'm not gonna even yeah, get, like get into describing yeah, not, they don't pass for the gender right that's so, that's so um i guess yeah exactly so uh, i think one housing for tr trans people specifically and also for different queer people has always been an issue um as well as black folks, you know, uh, housing mm -hmm. for for black people. There's been discriminatory discriminatory practices with that specifically for um, literally hundreds of years in this country. And then, I mean, imagine for black trans people or black queer people. In fact, myself uh, as, and I, I typed in the chat earlier that my pronouns are they, them, by the way, but um, you know, I get it. All this, all, sometimes folks don't, uh, you know, we all forget. I make forget all the time uh but you know i think in it i had my own experience where i was looking to rent an apartment and dude it was crazy i was looking to rent an apartment and it was like hell no and it everybody was, just didn't call back right I, and it, no 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 it wasn't that actually my friend who is trans helped hook me up with the apartment oh, she she is cool with her um she was cool with this. Well, they, excuse me. See, I, I made the mistake myself. They were cool with uh, their uh, landlord who owned some other properties and was trying to, was, you know, oh, yeah, sell, sell them. That's good. Okay. So um, this person was like, oh, yo, I can help you get this apartment. We go and see it and uh, I'm see it with the landlord and the basically the... Um, it's like these Eastern European dudes living there and they're basically like, uh, yo, I don't want to like, they're basically yeah. like say that they're going to buy the room out cause they don't want to like live with a gay person or something. And I don't think, I can't remember what I was. I mean, I definitely wasn't like Damn, being gay. Excessive. Like that's I wasn't, excessive. I wasn't being yeah. gay when I was even seeing the, the spot. Like I was just like, I don't know. I just was like, you know, I got different swag. Yeah. Maybe they, I have no idea. So, but, um, but yeah, so I understand. I firsthand have dealt with this. Now, luckily I, that place, what I'm glad I didn't get that place. I got a much better place, but okay. saying that to say, you know, we got to figure out a way to uh, deal with a lot of the things going on around housing. So that's wild, bro. Yeah. That's wild. So All yeah. Right, so, um, Another group that I work with is the Right to Repair. I don't know if you've heard of Right to Repair. Uh, okay, I'm... Louis Rossman's a very popular guy, right? Yeah, he's actually in East Village, and he's actually groundbreaking in this particular field, which is interesting. Okay. You look at iPhones, and the thing is that now what they did was uh, they made, like, you used to be able to change battery, not, not now, right? Now, let's suppose that, like, uh, something goes wrong with your battery. I'm familiar right? with yeah? this. I'm familiar with this. Yes. yes. Like and you I, can't change the battery. They just say buy a new phone. Like F you. You know what I mean? You're like, what? Exactly. Like, they're, they're doing so even if your screen breaks, the new screens are chipped. So you can't make it work. Like you have to buy a new phone. Like they, you're not allowed to like change the screen. That's it. Like, yeah. Yes. Actually Biden passed the freaking executive order because the military was getting effed up by this. Yeah. So he just, yeah, he forced them out of it. But the consumers, Mac, Mac is still doing this and, 
there's other a lot of companies pulling this crap. We should just make it like you know we should have the right to repair our products. That I well, thank you for bringing this. These are all super important issues. Thank you for bringing this up. Um, I wrote that down as well on my um, list, and I have been a part of a few. Um, repair workshops that we've actually done at my spot, which I haven't named yet, the Paperboy Prince Love Gallery, which is at 1254 Myrtle Ave here in Brooklyn, New York, right off the Central M. Uh, so if you ever want to come down, you can go to paperboyprince.shop to look at some merch, but it's a, a community space, also a mutual aid hub, uh, the kind of the first of its kind, also event space. And, um, you know, we've held some repair workshops where Folks have had items that were broken and that we helped advise them on repairing them or repairing them. We do a lot of regifting and giving stuff away. So I think that's super important. And, you know, something that the tech companies do, the hardware and software uh, tech company do is uh, planned obsolescence, where they basically plan on your uh, tech uh, going obsolete and doing that in a time, a short time period, um, usually correlating with their financial calendar uh, so that they can get you to re-up on that and spend more money. And uh, that is just not the move. I have a Mac, an, a Mac desktop computer right here that's not that old. Um, and it's one of like the thicker desktops if people know about them. And, you know, I can't really use it at all because I outside of just for streaming video uh, because you have to update the operating system to get new apps. So to be able to use any new apps, you have to update the operating system, but they purposefully don't allow their new operating system to work on some of the, the older machines because, oh, it just can't work. But they need to have a way in there that allows them to, to still onboard old systems uh, into their new operating systems. They, they, there should be a yeah. way because it's very environmentally dirty. And I tell folks when they, a lot of folks get on their high horse about uh, climate change, they get on a high horse and they're anti-NFTs and all these things. I'm like, look, you're talking this and that about climate change, but you own an iPhone. You can't really talk to me. I haven't seen your protest against Apple or Mac when they're some of the, one of the main companies that have a death grip around uh, the cobalt supply in Africa, they have a death grip around uh, these factories in Asia. They have a death grip around, you know, the American consumer and us buying phones and tech and uh, irresponsibly, you know, so from well, I appreciate you, man. You have a lot of layers that actually we don't get to really appreciate when you're out on the, on the road. You know what I mean? We're so busy making the show live that we don't really get to see the deep side of you. So I'm so happy to share this with my audience. And now you really understand why. I'm a super paperboy Prince fan and why I'm showing up for him hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much that where did we have, uh, any more questions or, Oh yeah, actually that's my partners. Um, actually I have a bunch more, uh, sorry, man. Yeah. But we could actually, uh, <laughs> okay, cool. You wanna, yeah. Well, I got you some wanna, time. Yeah. I got time for a, a, a few more questions. So let's do it. Okay. So my brothers right there um, at the last Monday of uh, this month, I think that we got some brothers that's actually there. They have proven, they can prove that they're innocent, right? They have the proof, but they've been convicted and uh, the state doesn't want to overturn their convictions because it wouldn't make them liable. So his name is Nolan Farrell and Keith uh, Gadsden were actually showing up at the Queen Supreme Court. That's actually why I'm also a big fan. Here's another thing Paperboy Prince is working on with Newly uh, Dems and some other cats, but my boy Fio Chino is running a program called Rep Your Black. Big shout out to, what's his name, Fahmeed, Fahim? Yes. Right? Uh, actually, you know what? I want you to talk about it, right? Because Paperboy Prince is a freaking real one. Let's listen to this right here. What are you, how are you affecting them judges? Tell them. Tell them how they do that. Yes. So, um, so we are encouraging people to run for county committee, which is basically the smallest office on the ballot. And uh, they make it seem like it's nothing because it's not in flashy or all this stuff, but it's actually extremely important because it has the power to appoint uh, judges, uh, uh, several types of judges. Uh, it also basically becomes the lifeblood of the Democratic Party in that county. And the same way that there's the DNC or the RNC, as you know, the Democratic National Committee or Republican, 
there is that on the state level and also on the uh, county level all across America. And here in New York, Brooklyn is actually the largest county party in the country uh, with uh, over 5,000 seats, I believe. And, you know, they replace a lot of politicians this way. If a politician leaves their post, if they die, if they quit, if they go to jail, um, county committee is actually where folks uh, go to to replace them. And a yeah. lot of this power isn't in the hands of the people. It's in the hands of the elite who use this to put who they want in office. And they actually place a ton of they place a ton of politicians this way. And when I come out and petition for you. I actually you see these flyers right here for Rep My Black program. Uh, I made 10,000 of these that go to the projects regularly. If you, if you make flyers, I will hand these out. I will hand out yours and mine at the same time. Yeah? Perfect. Let's do it. I got a Yo, bunch. I think that's 250 for like 5,000. You know what I mean? Some, maybe even cheaper. Do you get yeah? the... If you get 10,000. You get those printed in the city? Or you get them printed uh, on... 1-800... Uh, I think flyers or something like that. Okay, cool. I'll cool. send you the thing, printing or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have some... thousand for like five hundred something. Yeah. Okay. Maybe great. maybe less. Great. Maybe, maybe three hundred. I have some companies I work with, but that's great. Well, let's. So um. So yeah. So that's pretty much that with county committee. Yeah. <laughs> I um, pay for yeah. I pay for okay, so yeah. We're gonna get to the. Uh, okay. So the um. We mix the last couple questions right here. The thing is that um. Look. There's a lot of people out there that talk about freaking fighting corruption, man. You know what I mean? They uh -huh. talk about it, but they say, we need to fix the system. They say, I'm, I'll fight for you. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And they can't point to any corruption. They have, they, they have no idea about any corruption. You know right. I mean? They can't talk about it. Right. Like, and, they're, and like, actually them. So are they really going to fight corruption? They're going to do what they're doing now. You know what I mean? Definitely. Right? So call someone out. Pull the trigger, man. What's up? Uh -huh. Point out some corruption. Who's corrupt, man? A better question, I, I, uh, easier. Call out, call out a system or something. Well, well, I've called out several people. What I'll say is this: a easier question to answer would almost be, "Who's not corrupt?" But I'll start with one of the. No. Uh, 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 <laughs> All I, right, I, I got you. I, you know, that would be easier to answer. It would take less time. Uh, would be okay. who's not corrupt? And Let's pull the trigger on one of them. And a lot of those folks are. Um, I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> as far as folks who I would say who's not corrupt and somebody who I, I like about someone who's corrupt. I like Jabari pull the trigger. I like Jabari Brisport. As far as who's um is corrupt, I would say Jumani. That's a tough one. Ooh, that's I would say let, no, listen. I know let me let me finish. I would say Every single politician in New York City, if they have not called and checked okay. in with Paperboy Prince and we haven't had a, if you haven't seen something. I get that. And that's the right way to be, because honestly, there's, that, that, there's that, too much money out there. It's, I, 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 when I see it's a lot. I mean, these people are using, especially the city politicians, because, you know, now with um, matching funds, I mean, they're using your tax dollars to run a whole campaign, look pretty and get elected. Right, I didn't yeah, get any. Yeah, times back. Right, I yeah. got zero matching fund dollars. These folks. That's actually that. a right publicly funded elections. The, the implementation of it is weaponized against people yeah. who are not millionaires. It's, it's insane, right? Exactly. It sounds like it's good. Exactly. So that's. <laughs> are you kidding me? Exactly. So I really would almost want to like talk. Uh, one day I got to do something about that because it really allows the millionaires to just get more money. They all sued your asses. You're not a millionaire. They all sued for what? You know, it was a, so, I don't know what they would think. It was, why did they even spend the money to do that? Like, well, so they, they said that that was the way to help best uh, challenge the uh, election results. Which, if you guys are saying that, if you're all swimming, well, they sue the city. What does that have to do with you? Well, they say did you that set you that up. Did you make that happen? They say you have to be named in the lawsuit. I don't know. Anyway, I, I um, okay. what were we just saying before? You were asking me about a corrupt well, pull the trigger on someone. But yes. So let me do. So I'll do it on my opponent. Uh, which I don't have any opponents. I, I have, you know, uh, collaborators. But I will say that, you know, I'm running in all 12 districts. I first ran for Congress against uh, Nidia Velasquez. And I would say that, you know, the district that I'm running in is the has become one of the most gentrified areas 
in all of the world. Uh, definitely New York City, definitely America, but uh, the world. And, you know, it's rapidly happened in um, a lion's share of her term. And that's been something where, you know, listen, I'm not doing this as a thing. First off, you asked me the question. Look out. Yeah, and and, and I don't I, I don't like that. and I don't try to do you know me one of the things I campaign on is mm-hmm. not is just like people loving me for me not me uh, tearing down other candidates but what's real is real and somebody has to call this out and this is the stuff that I've called out and uh, you know one of the main things is the gentrification they try to center the conversation on other issues because it makes them look good but at, when you talk about things that are real New Yorkers are dealing with. I mean, the rent hike, that is, everybody's feeling that. It's not just even the, the poorest, it's everybody. Yeah. So the gentrification that's there, um, you know, the, the cu- cuddling up to Wall Street. I mean, when you've seen folks take hundreds of thousands of dollars from Wall Street and at the same time, you know, claim to be on the side of the people, that is that's corrupt you know if if i had and and we've seen this we've seen this time and time again so for me um there's it would take me a long time to go through all of the reasons for every politician but what i say is this is i'll say people are people and everybody tries their best i would say i would hope everyone tries their best i would hope everyone um you know acts with integrity, but a lot don't. And what the, what I've seen, the closer I've gotten to put politicians and folks in politics, is they're they're all often two faced and all often um, don't Thank you, paper have boy. the best interests of the people at hand. And and that's why I go so hard. I'm so passionate about being consistent in this game because you know um, there's not really many real ones. And it's some of the independent candidates that are dopest, but uh, but as far as like everyone else, like it's a lot of fake ones. And, and the craziest part is this, right? I really would like to name a lot of names, but uh, I would like to do that in another- Maybe you're fake. That's a tough one right there. Yeah, respect, man. I mean, small place. Well, well, small. well, I'll go, I'll even go deeper in on that. I'll say that yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, even though that's okay, that's okay. I just want to know that you can do it, right? The fact that you're well, willing well, to do well, it, well, because I, a lot of people can't do it, well, cannot I, do it. Right? Well, I, I, know, I know you're deaf. Don't worry about it. I well, believe in you. Well, I'm telling you right well, now. Well, this isn't for you, ladies and gentlemen. He's on the front lines out here. DJ Elf, with me. But yeah, DJ Elf, respectfully, up. this isn't for you. This is for the people listening, and I, I want them to hear because hell yeah, my reason, re- reasoning behind it, and the point is that I'm saying is that I'm not just saying her. There's several politicians in my neighborhood and my area that, you know, they're just as complicit because they don't call it out. In fact, they do the opposite. They hold people up. They hold her up specifically as a champion of progressive values when, you know, they've been, they haven't been that. And like, I'm tired of folks like giving people who have so much political power that do the bare minimum for us like saying that they're like some savior or saying that they're some hero or something like that. It's like, no, like a lot of them are war criminals. A lot of them are like, you know, are puppets. I wish that, hell yeah. They're, they're puppets. So for, for me, that's why I'm like, yo, and, and in our election, another thing I'll say is like, when I talked about transparency in our election with me and Nidia when I ran the first time, mm-hmm. it was the only... It was the only congressional uh, race in New York City that didn't have a debate, a televised debate, right? All the other one, one, and mind you, this was during a pandemic where folks couldn't have public forums where we could talk and all these things. They didn't want to debate me. They said, oh, you don't, because you don't have enough money. Meanwhile, when it's like, yo, I was leading thousands of people through the streets with protests regularly, uh, we had a ton of support online and in person, you know, and then as far as donations, I purposefully did not fundraise for ethical reasons. And that just says like, yo, so you only debate people with $300,000 in their campaign account. Like it just, that doesn't, I can't call that not corrupt. I get it, but I can't call it 
not corrupt. You know, once somebody's on the ballot at that point, you know, we're on the ballot, like, let's do it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I want to take a quick pause so I can get a water. No, we can Thank keep going. You, we can keep going. If you had another question, go ahead. Oh, no, Thank basically, you, um, so, um, so as far as following me at Paperboy the Prince on Instagram and paperboyprince.com, at Paperboy Prince on Twitter, um, join our Discord. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and just come to the Love Gallery in Bushwick. Let me know when you're coming. Come to Love Gallery, it's 1254 Myrtle Avenue. It's like, uh, again, it's like we're doing revolutionary things. Check out our, 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 our brand collabs and partners. Join our mutual aid efforts. Donate to our uh, mutual Don't aid projects. Volunteer and, yeah. for the campaign. Go ahead. Keep going. That's, that's pretty much it. And yeah, volunteer for our campaign. And listen, when I run for president, vote Paperboy for president. When I run for senator, vote Paperboy for senator. Like for anybody that's hearing this in the future, when I run Can for... They get you can they get your songs on Spotify or yes. iCloud? Yes. Oh, get, yes. One also. Are the links on Paperboy the Prince? Uh, Paperboy Paperboy Prince. Paperboyprince.com. It's all there. The podcast isn't there, though. So go. you can go and listen to the podcast on Spotify or any major podcast platform. Oh, as, yeah. I've been listening to that. That's dope. Yeah, I like that. As well as the music as oh, well. Yeah. You can listen to that. I mean, one of my favorite songs I did while I was running for mayor, and this kind of inspires me, I did this after the petitioning process. Right after that, I recorded this song. And it's like, they said that we couldn't do it, but you see we did. Not a daddy, but the politician, my kids. Hopped up the water, I look like a squid. You got us on the ballot, now we about to win. Ha <laughs> over your head, like some overhead lighting. Giving out hugs and kisses, no I'm not fighting. I'm sweating love, I don't care if you like it. They see my style, they all started biting. Diamonds like lightning, plus I'm enlightened. Sound and fake is the script they reciting. What happens next, suspense is heightened. Want me in a cage like kids with biting. I'm eating good, might get the itis. My name in their mouth like gingivitis. It's our time, you think I'm psychic. Moves like a hero, ain't got a sidekick. Ha <laughs> paper. Y'all yeah, feel it, I know that song. I know that song. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's my jam right there. Yeah, yeah. That's running yeah. for mayor, Paperboy Prince. I need to drop that on Spotify too. Actually, I'm gonna drop that. I might do that today. Hell yeah. Last question of the, of the interview right here. Okay. What are people to look forward to? What's the next thing coming up for you? What are, right? People, why are people coming to the right? What's coming up next? Listen, coming up next, you guys are gonna see me in some commercials. You guys are gonna see me in some. Uh, Films. We got some some films coming out in major film festivals. You guys. Oh, they've been filming. Yeah, the documentary. It was all over your campaign. I remember that. There's been several documentaries done, and also other film projects that I'm going to be in. Um, TV. You guys can see me in a a bunch of television projects, some reality TV, as well as some scripted television that we're doing. That's going to be groundbreaking and really going to bring a lot of people into the movement and excited. And then, of course, I got a, a bunch of dope events that we always do. Events in person and on the street. And then events in uh, some of the dopest and uh, venues and hottest clubs in New York City and around the country. We ain't lying. We ain't lying. <laughs> and, I've been there. Yo, it's crazy. Exactly. And, and then we also have... Um, we also have, uh, like I mentioned, a lot of music coming as well. A lot of new fashion. You see, I got the merch. I mentioned that a bunch, but we got a bunch of new fashion that's not merchandise. You're as see me rocking it soon. Yes, what up? that's not what up? merch as much as it's um, like you know couture uh, created fashion, and some of it even hand sewn by myself. And then as well as. Uh, um, I have a book coming as well. So I have several books, but my first book coming is coming soon. And uh, it's about, I'll tell you right now here, it's about being a, a artist and um, a lifestyle artist and living your life as an artist and using art to help enhance your life. So I feel like you guys are really going to be blessed by this book as well. And uh, it's the first of many. And then I'm also releasing a book with my uh, thoughts Thank you, on my Paper policy Boy. platforms as well. So a bunch of my policies I'm going to have in a book, hopefully in the next few weeks, that'll be out as well. Um, so you can like say, oh, okay, these are Paperboy's policies. So anybody, these are my 2022 policies and you'll hear them talk, me talk about them in my voice 
in a very conversational way. So I'm super excited about that. And of course, oh yeah, getting elected to Congress, baby. It, get ready yeah, for yeah. that. Because I'm not in these races just to uh, look pretty or look cool. I'm in it to win it, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm in this to win it and not just win by a little bit. We're in it to win big because we know that one, anything can happen right? Anything can happen. I mean, people told me that I would never make it on the ballot for Congress. Now they look at me like, how could I not, right? When I first ran, they told me that I was never going to make it. I have a phone call. I have a phone call from uh, one of the most senior state senators in New York State. You've done numbers. You hit the platforms. You hit so many milestones, bro. (laughs) Paper, yeah. You can't, you can't argue this guy's accomplishments, man. You're honestly, he's, He's hit a lot of freaking milestones that other people ain't hit. Honestly, you need to really take a look at this guy. Thank I'm you. really excited. Uh, check out the next the next one, all right? Thanks again, Paper. God bless, yeah? <laughs> paper, yeah. One love. Thank y'all so much.